It's not about leading worship by music, but it's about leading worship by relationships. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, Worship Team's leaders, friends, podcast, what is up? Brandon Dempsey here. Thank you so much for downloading worshipteentraining.com and subscribing to this podcast. We thank you so much. All of our awesome university members watching us on Worship Team Training University, WTTU.co, and all of you who are listening by uh, iTunes, Spreaker, iHeart, and elsewhere. Thank you so much for also following us on all of our socials. And if you haven't got our newsletter that comes to you, please do that by going to worshipteentraining.com, filling out your info very quickly. Your email address is all that's needed. Let's get right to it. So why worship? Why it cannot wait? Why God's plans for you also cannot wait, yet they're worth waiting for? So what is it? God's plans can't wait, meaning that God has already begun his plans in you, but yet we are to wait for them. So how do you grab a hold of that? For every one of us, I mean, looking at the news, looking at current events, looking at what's happening in the church, we're constantly asking, God, what is your plan? What is your will? I mean, recently we had the fires of Notre Dame, just tragic, very, very sad, sad news. But as people, how do we wrap our brains around that, around the economics, around the politics and everything else that goes on? And then when we hear something outrageous as a uh, a fire of a cathedral that was built back in the 12th and 13th century. Uh, my wife has visited that cathedral, and just to hear her tell me, Brandon, it's on fire. It just it just sends shockwaves, like things that you would not expect to happen. They're happening, and yet God, in a strange way, tells us to be patient, tells us to wait. Now I'm not bringing anything else up in this conversation uh, to, of course, make light of uh, God's plans or current events that are happening, but yet we have to look at what is relevant and what is happening, because if we don't, as we're leading our people in the church and leading our ministries, what more do we have to tell them to encourage hope, to encourage them to stay strong? It's not just worship leaders, let me just tell you, and and music leaders, it's not about just telling your people, oh, just worship and you'll be happy. Now, I know that you come to this podcast every week, you listen to us, and we encourage you, and we don't give you the same line either, well, just do this and everything will be great in your life. I think that's unrealistic. Now, I think it's great that we can encourage people by song and by prayer and what we do in ministry. Awesome. That's that's great. But what are we encouraging them for? What about through? It's times like this, times of our current events and things that are happening that we can point people and say, this is why we sing Open the Gates by Vertical Church. This is the reason why we sing such song and, and so forth. It's because... The song has a message linking to what is happening in our current reality. And in our current reality, we have God's plans. We have God's plans. We have His worship. How does His plans and worship intersect? When we look at the word plan in our dictionary, we have this, a detailed proposal for doing or achieving something. It goes on to say, to decide on and arrange in advance. 
Now, when we look at Scripture, Proverbs chapter 4, 11 through 12, my favorite book, it says this, I instruct you, the Lord says this, I instruct you in the way of wisdom. So instruct, that's part of God's plan, in the way of wisdom, and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. So what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you, friends, as you lead worship each week and as you are with your people each and every week? Do you encourage them with these words of Scripture? God tells us that even though we are having difficult times and even though the ground may seem shaky, things may feel as though they are on fire, maybe we have lost loved ones. I can tell you just in the past two weeks – We've been experiencing loss. We've been experiencing spiritual loss. We've been experiencing health. And what are we to do? How are we to encourage our people during these times? It's not just about the plans that God has for you, per se, about your ministry. If that's where you, if that's where you thought I was going, okay, but that's not completely where the road ends. I think the larger road of it is... How do God's plans intersect with reality? Because it's it's easy for us to dream about, oh, the, the, the plans that God has for me in my ministry. Well, yeah, God does have plans for you. But what about your plans day in and day out when you are going through the current events of society, your family, the church? How do all those things fit? Psalm 77 12 says, I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty acts. The writer of Psalms was looking back through history, praising God of all that he's done. Worship leaders, musicians, pastors, when we look at today's times, we should be able to point to what the Lord is doing, that yes, this may be happening in the world, this unjust may be occurring, but what has God done? What is he doing now? What is he about to do? Because when you look at it, that is where praise comes from. It comes from God about him being true to his promises. Now, members, we're on page 83 of the book, The Journey of a Worshiper. We hope you guys are following us, and when you become members, you get this book. So this is what our worship team training leaders and university members know, that he is the Lord of our days and our future hope is in his hands. There is wisdom found in the words and works of God. He desires us to know them intently by knowing him intimately. Now, over the past two weeks, I've been been covering topics such as, you know, how are we to stop doing and just being in the word and, and allowing God to take up residence, allowing God to bring us into his refuge to rest. I find that we have much beauty in that because, again, this goes more to do with how do we encourage our team members and our church folk within their walk instead of, like, as I started out speaking, instead of pointing them to just a song or just a great thing that's happened in the church. We are to also give them something tangible. I mean, think about the people within your congregation where you lead. There's all kind of losses. There's all kind of fires that are taking place. 
how are you being God's of his tool to help comfort? And it's more than just doing songs week in and week out. It's by coming alongside of our members and saying, hey, I hear you. Hey, I know this is hard. Identifying with our people. That's what God does with us, right? That's why Jesus was so attractive to the people is because he didn't just come down and say, well, but if you did this in your life right, if you did that, everything will fall into place. I don't believe that God ever says that. In fact, that's the opposite. Jesus is the one that says, yes, though you may have trouble in the world, yet I will give you peace. Trouble is going to be in this world. It already is in the world. It's how we respond to it according to, or I would say according through the lenses of Scripture. Do you see the world on a biblical level, or do you just get trapped down to the earthly level? Or maybe do you get trapped too high up in the clouds where all you can see is just the dreams that God's given, which is great, but I believe when we take a closer perspective look, as Jesus did, we see reality where it meets the person, where it meets their need for God, where it meets us and our need for God. When we look on a page 84, members, we also see the life of Moses. This is the life of Moses that made a way for Joshua. So again, here is the past, which is Moses, Moses. <laughs> and now here is the present. Joshua is now called by God to take the leadership role. It's by the foundations that Joshua is able to lean on. Instead of Joshua looking at this great task that was before him and getting just freaked out, wigged out about what is to come, Joshua relied on what the Lord's words were, which is, of course, the famous of verse 9, be strong and courageous. Have I not commanded you? I also look into that seeing how God has commanded Moses, how he's commanded Abraham, Noah, going back through the pages of the Bible. We see nothing but God fulfilling his commandment, filling, fulfilling his encouragement to all men and women and children, ministers, us today. How do we respond to a God who says, have I not called you? Have I not commanded you? We have so much faith to look back on that brings us through. I think because of that, we are able to rest in God. We are able to embrace the future instead of being afraid of it. Look, there's a lot of things that, yes, we can fear. There's a lot of things that even, uh, let's say, broken plans maybe. Maybe some things that you prayed for a year ago or 10 years ago or today that you don't see that are happening now. doesn't mean that God has not come through yet. Maybe it means that God is redirecting you or God still has for you to wait. It's a waiting for His plans because His plans are greater. But in the meantime... While we wait for God's plans, what is God doing now in a reality? So before Joshua was assigned to do anything, the Lord commanded him with three simple precepts. Be strong, be courageous, and be careful 
to follow God's laws. Now, this was said starting in verse 6 of chapter 1. Instead of jumping right in, God wanted Joshua to prepare and to learn by wisdom. This is the same wisdom that we read about in Proverbs. The task ahead will come and go, but what will be what will be the greater lesson in the end? So even our own plans fail. The things that we even hope for, we're not guaranteed of. There is nothing in this life that's guaranteed except the life of Jesus. So I think worship leaders, music leaders, pastors, those of us in ministry, it doesn't mean that we hang it up, but I also don't feel like it's right for us to keep waiting on this one thing to come through when really if we do that constantly we're missing out on the greater picture of ministry that god is already doing now if i'm so in other words so trapped up about me making music my own plans of what i want to do in music my own ministry whatever it is i may be ignoring what's happening around me with my neighbor if i'm to love myself but i'm to love my neighbor better than myself How can I do that if I'm still just focusing on myself, on my own plans, the things I want to accomplish, the things I want to do? Now, these are great, great things that God's given us, but it's not the only thing God has given us. And worship leader, music leader, your gift is not just doing music only in the church or just only the set list or making great music. It's more than that. It's how are you making great music to the hurting souls? Like, think about if this happened to you. Now, I don't. you may be listening to this right now from Paris, I don't know, or close by, and you're seeing the reality of the fires that have taken place. You may be across the world, but what if the fire was to come to your home? What if it was to come right outside your door in your, with your people in your society? How do you respond to that? I think many of us leaders, we don't get it. I think that we're, we can get so trapped up, and I say we because I'm, I'm part of that. We get so trapped up into what we're doing that when the fires do hit, when reality does come to our front door, we don't know what to do. But by spending the needed time, like what God was impressing upon Joshua, to follow God's precepts, God's laws, God's commands, delighting in Him, our delight comes from Him. We are then able to not only sustain the heartbreak and sustain the fires and to go through them and embrace them when they happen, but we are able to spread that love and encouragement to others. And I think, my friends, that is the most important kind of leading that we can ever do. As you hear me say this many times, and I say this in all of our workshops that we do across the country, it's not about leading worship by music, but it's about leading worship by relationships. Have you ever thought about that, friend? Because the more that you lead people by the way who God has made you to be, the way he's wired you, but embracing the strength of Christ, healing those inner parts within inside of you, then you have that story to sing. Then you have that ministry to lead. Then you have that purpose and drive to do what you are doing today and tomorrow and the years to come. Let that be your drive, not the things that you want to accomplish in ministry, but your people, the plans that God has given you. That's what makes it worthy to wait on God. That's why worship can't wait today, because if those fires are at your door, those fires are not going to wait for you either. Neither does worship. Neither does God's plans for you, but yet there is this beautiful balance between receiving God's promises and his plans, and yet though he's active in the the invisible things right now, we are still called to wait, and we can wait and 
why we can wait is because of God's strength. And as we wait, we worship. So when we seek God's wisdom in our situations, I'm at the bottom of page 48, um, 84, sorry. We hold the most valuable compass ever, his word, Psalm 23, 3. Sometimes in our own haste, our own running with the best intentions, no matter what, we can dr- we can dive right into the deep only to find that we soon have become exasperated, overwhelmed, and underprepared to continue. It's amazing how the Bible serves as a reservoir for our souls. So, like I said last week, you know, are you digging deep into what God has called you? Are you living the life and enjoying the fullness of Christ and, and how he has gifted you and how he's called you a ministry? Or are you letting only that be the only thing in your life, just ministry work? God has called you and I to a deeper, deeper well than that. So friends, I ask you, where are you today? What what has all this talk done for you? I, I just wonder... Has it maybe led you on another path of of new thinking? Or maybe have I stumbled you? Have I caused a barrier in some way? Or maybe some new creative inspirations. Maybe some new wind that God has already, he's been breathing in your heart, not me, of course. But whatever I said today, I hope and I pray that God is the one speaking and God's word is the one that's taking root in you. So share that with me. Hit me up, Brandon, at worshipteamtraining.com. I want to hear about it. Thank you guys so much for messaging me on our socials and email and letting us know what's happening in your world and how we can pray for you. Please continue to do that. Members, um, let me know. And plus, don't forget, you have your mentoring sessions with me as well that we can take part in. Those Many of those have already done that and taken advantage of it. We pray that you will also. And you get that as a part of your membership here with Worship Team Training University. So guys, uh, be sure to check the calendar coming. Uh, that's going to be posted. WTTU.co slash events. See the upcoming shows. Uh, remember also, worship leaders, you don't know what to do with your team. Maybe do you want this kind of encouragement and custom-tailored instruction and backing to come to your worship team to only help catapult what you are doing in your ministry as we can create a custom weekend workshop just for you and your worship team. Go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. And also, members, don't forget, when you do this, you get 20% off on a workshop or 20% off on a mentoring. So friends, be sure to check out the mentoring tab. Also, everything is right there, our workshops, mentoring, and the university at worshipteamtraining.com. Guys, I, I humbly ask you, would you, it would, it would just mean so much to me, it would mean so much to us here at Worship Team Training, the world, if you would just give us maybe 30 seconds of your time to rate us on iTunes or wherever you hear this podcast, give us a five-star rating, I ask you, but more importantly, before you do anything, just share this message today with a friend, those who need to hear it, and we thank you for that. Guys, thank you so much for downloading and uploading us into your device this week. We love you. Be sure to check the new 60-second downloads and other other things that we have going on on this podcast and back at worshipteentraining.com and wttu.co. Guys, we thank you. And remember, please, please remember, do not feel like you need to live this life perfectly, but yet let Jesus lead you both in 
worship and in life the way that he's intended. We love you and we'll see you back guys next time. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.